This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I was just looking at Rich Gannon. That's a good yes. comparison because mm-hmm. he was a fourth-round pick. Wasn't the you know the second-round pick that, that Gino was, but actually he didn't really have success until much later. He, he was 35 by the time that uh, – excuse me, 34 he went to his first Pro Bowl, but uh, he won an MVP. So, I mean, he at the age of 37. So, I mean, I, that's a really good comparison. I'm, I'm ticked that I did not think of that one myself, but uh, it's, it's almost unheard of of what Geno Smith is doing right now. And then had a great broadcasting career. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's, <laughs> so, uh, he's, he's doing all right for himself. Yeah, he's not struggling. He's not no. struggling. Back to the phones. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha. Hey, what's up, guys? You can add Jim Plunkett to that list, too. He was horrible at New England. And then he came back with Flores and them and the Raiders and, you know, played out of his mind. I think he was about, like, 32 or something like that at that time, too. So, see, there's hope, Buddha. Zach Wilson, you know, 31, 32 years old, he'll be good to go. Listen, when Zach Wilson's <laughs> 32 years old, he'll be on some West Coast team or some dome quarterback. But, <laughs> you know, when you hear that Orlovsky cut, the funniest part is the Freudian slip, which was very apropos. He said, you know, then you could, at times you could see the second-round talent. I mean, that's what he should have been drafted. I mean, that's not his fault he was overdrafted. It's the Jets' same nonsense. Like, I mean, they just try to execute the same plan over and over, no matter how many times it doesn't work. I mean, you know, they, they needed to start with a veteran quarterback. Forget about just getting a veteran quarterback next year, Unc. They needed a veteran quarterback to start off with. And then maybe you draft a guy in the second round or third round and you actually let him develop and take the job from, like, the older quarterback. I mean, they just want to do it backwards. They get the young guy. The young guy doesn't work. They want to put the old guy. I mean, come on. It's all an absolute mess. But you know what? This thing is going to work itself out. You know, first of all, anybody who believes that feces that that Sal was talking about on the podium or with Michael Kay and them earlier today about how Zach Wilson starting regardless, then what the hell did you make Mike White the number two and bring Strebler up <laughs> off the practice squad? I mean, don't believe anything did, anybody says. Just watch. Did that. I miss that series of plays? I was expecting a series of plays for for Strebler on Sunday. I must have missed those. Yeah, ones. <laughs> yeah, because they try to get him ready with the playbook just in case. <laughs> listen, it's, 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 listen, it's DEFCON 1 right now. You're 5-3. and three, You're looking at these next two games coming up. Forget about just New England. I mean, oh, you spoke about it. And everything's going to get worked out, I think, next week. You know, one way or the other. Because this team that you plan is going to test you on every level. Sauce Gardner is going to get tested. There's no way he's going to not be thrown to next week because your lineup one side is going to be Diggs or on the other side is Davis. So eventually that ball is coming in the air towards him. And I think he's built for the task. I don't worry about him too much. But um, your linebackers are going to get tested, not by the running backs, but by the quarterback. You understand what I'm saying? Your linebackers are going to get tested by the quarterback. And then now let's go back and let's talk about the quarterback position and how it's going to work itself out next week. And I don't mean this in any mean or vindictive way. I know people get all in their feelings. You know, there's some people that, like, Zach Wilson has to be good no matter what. I mean, no matter what their eyes tell them or anything. It's it's a very weird thing. He gets so much more leeway than Sam Donald got. But, you know, when you look at the look, look at who the look at did you see last night? Did you see last night? And 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 I give Rogers credit. You know his performance last night was gutsy. I mean he was throwing to nobody. I mean he was getting pummeled. Anytime they tried to do a, a drop back, 
he was getting pummeled. And people were like, they're looking like, oh, he looks like he's a little slower. He ain't slower. He's under siege. You got Vaughn Miller, you got Russo, you got the other guy in the middle, Ed Oliver. I mean, listen, you saw what they did to him. There's no way in the world Wilson survives this game. And when I say survives this game, if they if the line doesn't like play absolutely better. I'm not talking about surviving it just whether the coaches pull him. This is the kind of game where he could get knocked out. You understand what I'm saying? And they knew that they had to put White in there because White probably is not a starting quarterback. I mean, he's not. He, his talent is limited. But what White does and what you saw what he did in that game and then also in that first quarter of that Colts game before he got hurt is I know where you're supposed to be. I know where you're supposed to be. I know where you're supposed to be. I'm not looking at only one of y'all. And whoever is open is getting the ball, and you're getting the ball in under three seconds. This kid holds on to the ball way too long. He doesn't trust his eyes. And there's a part of this thing that nobody is talking about. And, you know, I spoke to y'all about this before the draft, and you see it playing out right before your eyes. He does not have the physical stature or toughness to hang. There's times when he's running out of the pocket and he doesn't even need to be running out of the pocket. And all of that stuff comes from getting hurt a couple of times, taking a couple of those big hits. He's not strictly built for Cuban links. And, and there's nothing that, that you can – you can talk to him about it a thousand times. He can eventually, I guess, become a good manager and make a play or two here and there. But you see it in the league. The way that they have it now, you have to be one of those quarterbacks who, under duress, plays better, not plays worse. And that's a deficiency that I don't think he's going to overcome. But we'll see. Well, that's not good, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. That's not good if you're Joe Douglas because that means that you, you're still looking for quarterback. And, and I know the old adage, you keep drafting one till you get one. But, you know, this is the second pick overall. I mean, you you, this you, idea, you look, were really the, the, bad for a long time to get this pick. <laughs> yeah, they, they, there's no solutions to this. Like, they He's might got to play better, or he doesn't. They got to right, get rid I mean, of him. They, they, look, they might go to um, Mike, White. Mike White at some point because you, you kind of owe it to the organization to try to do something. But I don't think they're moving off Zach Wilson. They'll give you some spin after this season of why year three is the year. We did this. We did that. Uh, so I don't think that they're going to cash in the chips on Zach Wilson and go draft another quarterback after this year. Because, I, 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 again, you're not going to have the high pick that you, you have had here the last few years. But I do think, Gordon, that you have to look at maybe bringing a veteran in here. Yeah, yeah, that might be a way they go. I think Absolutely. you have to do it. you got to yep. bring a veteran in here, and you got to win. You have to win the job. And if you don't win the job, guess what? You sit and you learn. And that's the way it's going to have to be. Yeah. And, and just to remind people, uh, Zach Wilson only played Buffalo once last year. Uh, it was the last game of the season. He went 7 for 20 for 87 yards and was sacked eight times. And the line, you want to take a guess at what the line is for, for next week's game? The, 15. the game's at, at the Jets. <laughs> 15. No, it's only 13 and a half. I was close. You were close. I was, I was in the neighborhood. I was in the neighborhood. And, and, and Gordon, and rightfully so. That's right where it, it should it, be. It does have the potential to get ugly. That's right where it should be. And here's the interesting thing, though. Even if he finishes the game next week, you know they go on the bye after that. Could you see Mike White coming out of the coming bye? Coming out of the bye? Facing New England in New England? They have done everything they can to rally 
as an organization, not the players so much. <laughs> Do we have that Elijah <laughs> Moore cut? Uh, but the organization, they, they handed him the job right away, even though clearly he was not ready. They have put out the, the fire every time anybody brings up Mike White before. They put out that fire as quickly as they can. I think it's kind of ride or die with Zach Wilson until until they're forced to do something. And this, out of all the games that they have left on the schedule, this might be one they they might be forced to do something. They have to. You cannot let him play as badly as he did this game and keep him in. And keep him in. You can't do it. And I understand quarterback is different. I understand if it was a linebacker or receiver or corner, you'd sit him. I get it. I get it. Quarterback is different. We got. How's he going to learn if he doesn't deal with it? How's he going to learn? How's it, well, you know how he learns? There comes a time when if he's not listening, he does not deserve to play. It's very simple. Don't turn the football over and stop running around like a madman. He keeps doing it, Gordon. So, yeah. why, why, so he deserves to sit. Okay? And if there was a veteran quarterback on here who could do something, sorry, Joe Flacco. He would sit. You would have to sit him. And Gordon, you would have pulled him yesterday. I'm telling you. You would have pulled him. If Mike White had been the backup, if Mike White had taken more snaps a week or two ago, I have a feeling he might have been pulled yesterday. Because he was awful. At some point, you gotta you do have to send He's the gotta message. learn. Yeah. You gotta hold him accountable. He's not being held accountable enough for me. He just isn't. More of your conversation next on 987 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Why would you change? You've won those games. This is not about you being a phenomenal quarterback. This is about you continuing to learn while the team wins, while you give them the best opportunity to win. Gordon, that, that is, that, that, that's, that's an issue for me. Well, look, I'm a big believer in judge people on what they do, not what they say. But judging him just on what he said, because they don't have another game for a few days here, uh, it doesn't really feel like the message has gotten through. No. Nope. It hasn't. It hasn't. One of the things that led to these turnovers, Gordon, poor footwork. Steve Young on the Michael K. Show asked, was asked, how's he going to improve with his footwork? What does he have to do? Because of his talent, his footwork is more sloppy, but it's true naturally now in the NFL. You look at Patrick Mahomes, you look at, you know, Josh Allen, like the footwork is not always pristine, but it's the nature of the job today. There's less of that timing sense from the old West Coast. Certainly it, all the whole offense, all offenses in the NFL are now rooted, I'd say 30 of the 32 are rooted in the West Coast offense, but they're not tied to the timing of the foot of the court, feet of the quarterback to the receiver. But you, know, you watch Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa than over the offseason. That's what changed the most for those guys was their footwork now started to match how their mind was working. You can see their mind is freed up, so their footwork is so much better because now it's more locked in because the coaches have worked that into his system, both of their systems. That's why they're playing so much better. So I say for your question about Zach, his footwork needs to get tightened up because that's how you play better football. Yeah, well, it, it's real look, simple. Far <laughs> be it for me to criticize Steve Young. But the thing that changed for Tua Tungavailoa is now he has a receiver in Tyreek Hill who's open on just about every single play. I said this on Sunday, Larry, watching that game. I know it'll never happen. Tyreek Hill is the NFL MVP. Mm. 
What the change that he has made in Tua Tungavailoa, who looked like coming into this year, might very well be a washout to one of the most efficient and big play quarterbacks. That's the change is, is Tyreek Hill. And they throw to him all the time when he's open, when he's not open. He's absolutely unbelievable. He takes a little something and turns it into a bigger something, even something that doesn't look like it's there. They throw six yards. You think, ah, he'll get a yard. He gets 10 yards. He is absolutely unbelievable. And at this point, to this point in the season, I think that he is the NFL MVP. He's a great player. Oh, my God. He's incredible. He's the difference player. that he has made in Tua Tunga Bailoa, it ain't footwork. <laughs> it's having the <laughs> fastest guy on the planet be open on just about every play. Yeah. It's, it's, it must be nice, Gordon, to sit back there and watch a big play receiver who, you know, who, who can do what he wants. And and the and the beauty of it is like there's a lot of times where he's not open. And what what do you think that does to the other team? You know the other receivers on the Dolphins. You know either Jalen Waddle, the tight end Gesicki. All of a sudden they don't have to worry about double coverage, right? Because everybody's no. worried about where Tyreek Hill is. And then Waddle gets open and he's super fast. And and Gesicki is a, a huge matchup issue as well because of his size and his leaping ability. So. Um, I mean, Tyreek Hill, the change that he has made to that Dolphin offense. When Brian Flores was there, nobody anywhere was saying, wow, what an explosive offense. Mm-hmm. It was explosive because it shot itself in the foot all the time or it blew up things all the time. Mm-hmm. The difference that he has made in, in Tua has been night and day. 1-800-919-3776. Mike's in Queens. What's up, Mike? Good evening on a very special ESPN New York Halloween edition. So I got a call. You cannot have a Halloween show without me. That's just not the Halloween show. But uh, I love this holiday because I'm so happy today. I'm going to tell you why I love this holiday. Not because of the candy, although I do love candy. Not because of the costumes. I love the costumes. But all year long, the criticism, the chastising, the bullying, day of vengeance. Love this day. But the New York Jets, they make the slick move of elevating White and the other guy. I can't say his name. And they Stephla. say, oh, yeah, because there's some packages. We could run for them because of past games. The Patriots had trouble. We're not buying it. You know, the Jets could say all they want about how Zach so guy. Of course they'll say that. They can't say publicly we don't trust him. You can't do that. So, of course, they're just going to in public say he's our guy, blah, blah, blah. But they're laying the foundation for benching him. And it, not long term, you know, if he has a bad half against Buffalo, you know, do they bench him there? But they'll go back to him maybe the week after. But the Jets. When you have two QBs, you got none. And I don't. And Zach Wilson, I you know he's not that. He's kind of short, not that small. Can he handle the rigors of the NFL? We don't know. But it's Halloween. We have to end on a happy note. No sad Jets talk. Happy talk. Eight nine game. A comeback against Avalanche to the Dawn Island. Happy Halloween, everybody. Trick or treat. All right, Mike. Thanks for the phone call, Richard. You're in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hi, Larry Gordon. You know, the Jets are a 13-and-a-half-point underdog. They're 5-3. and three. Buffalo's, I think, 7-1. and one. And the Jets are the home team. That, that's got to be in betting annals. I mean, only if the quarterback was hurt would you see that kind of line like that. And the I mean, Packers, so, sorry, Richard, but the Packers were at Buffalo, lost to the Jets, had a, an inferior record, and they were only 10.5-point yeah. underdogs. I, you know what the funny thing is, Gordon? The Jets may be 13.5-point. 
uh, underdogs. If Salah named Mike White the starter, that that that, that may be a lot. It would go down. It may go to ten and a half or eleven and a half. <laughs> Maybe that's indifferent. You know what I've been noticing now? This week he got thirteen games. Eight out of no seven out of no eight out of the thirteen eight are home underdogs. This whole year, I think I calculated it's like forty-two to forty-three percent of the games, the home team is an underdog. I mean, it goes to show you that home field is not the advantage as it's been in the past. I don't think they look at it anymore, betting and gambling, where, oh, automatically the home field is three, four-point advantage. It's kind of funny when you see that, you know? I think so, at least. There's a lot of mediocre teams this year. Yeah. There's there's like three or four good teams, and everybody else is like, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and you know you're right, Gordon, about that one play where at the end of the half. I mean, I've never seen a game turn on one play in the first half, and you sort of had that feeling that the Jets would never recover after that bad uh, roughing the penalty call. But I just had that feeling. I don't know why. I think he started to play, uh, Zach Wilson started to play badly toward the middle end of the second quarter. So we knew that they needed some sort of jolt to keep them going or to maintain the lead or to keep it going. And when that turned, I think the whole team just went downhill after that. And I, I, I think that's when he really started playing bad in the second half. But I sort of – I've never seen it. Well, one play in the first half turned the game around like that, fellas. Always a pleasure, Larry. Thank you. Bye-bye. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Hi, Richard. Right. Thanks for the phone call. Well, but it, it happened, Gordon, and, and it happened. And here's the reason why, because <laughs> – you knew that you didn't have a home run hitter in your offense now. So that's that's the difference. You yeah. knew. Well, I mean, the, 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 that's the thing, though. You know, the difference between Zach and when Darnold was here, they have far more talent now. I don't they Even do. with the injuries, they have far more talent now. They have two really good res- – I know Elijah Moore hasn't done much this year, but to me that's more of an indication of – of uh, Zach Wilson than it is necessarily of Elijah Moore. Uh, so the, the tight ends can catch passes. You saw that yesterday. That was that was not a, not an issue. Um, even with the even Wilson with Brees Hall being out, they still yeah. have a running game or should. They got to get it going, man. They do, they do. Conversation continues on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, well, I am Mr. Cover 5, but uh, I took it uh, deep six this week. I was uh, very bad this week. I'm still I'm still doing okay. 63rd place out of like 1,600, but uh, this was not a banner week for me. Uh, I, I had faith in the Jets. I had faith in the Giants. Clearly, that faith was misguided. I had faith in the Giants. Uh, I didn't even I, – I, I learned from covering the Jets, I don't pick them for anything. <laughs> well, I was riding them, and, you know, look, uh, when, when, you know, you don't want to get off the bandwagon too early. And I it did you. feel like, you know, if you're not going to beat them now, when are you ever going to beat them? Yep, 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 I hear you. And you'd have to wonder, are you ever going to uh, – forget about when, if, it, are you ever going to beat them? It doesn't feel that way. Again, seven years. Yeah. Oh, yep. my God. And, and look, they have another matchup against them, but I don't have right. a whole lot of confidence going to New England to try to do that. No, why would you? Oof, why would rough. you? It was. It really was. It really was. Uh, look, I, I understand Jamar Chase was hurt tonight, but Gordon, 
Yeah, I don't. What is it, going on with Cincinnati? It's a very odd year. It's a very wide open year. It feels like that there are, you know, three teams basically: Bills, Chiefs, Eagles. If I gave you right now, the Super Bowl champion will be B- Bills, Chiefs, or Eagles, or the rest of the field. I think you would take, even though you'd have the rest of the field. I think you would take the Bills, Chiefs, or Eagles. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I and listen, I don't see who's beating the Eagles, Gordon. In the NFC? Yeah. Who? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the NFC East is really good. It is. Uh, Cowboys have have been surprising to me. Giants Mm -hmm. obviously have been surprising. I mean, look, even the Commanders are 4-4, which is stunning. How about that? I think the Niners Niners are going to get things straightened out here, but the the entire NFC South stinks. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the NFC North basically stinks. I know the Vikings are six and one. I, I think they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. The NFC West, the Seahawks. You got to give them credit for what they've done. Yeah, I think the Niners are good. Yep. But even then, you know, seven playoff teams out of that conference. How are you finding that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I really don't. I really don't. Now, I got to say this, uh, and I said it yesterday. I, I really can't. I really can't fault the Giants for for losing yesterday, Gordon. They 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 just it wasn't that they played badly. It's they 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 have one or two ways to win. Okay? You stop them from running. Two you talk about bad special teams. Two turnovers. Yeah. Huge fumbles. Huge. The defense was pretty good, but they were on the field a lot and it's not that the Giants played badly. They, they didn't play as well as they played. But, Gordon, they, they've been – all their games have been one-score games. Yeah. So so all their games has been like, you know, slim margin for error. They've come from behind. They've done some nice things. They, defense has held them close until the offense could get going. And Saquon Barkley's had a great year so far. And Daniel Jones has been running with the football, not turning the football over. Seattle just beat them at their own game yesterday. Yeah, I mean, Seattle was, and Seattle has not been great against the run, but they focused their attention. They knew we are not going to let Saquon Barkley beat us, and they were able to take him pretty much out of the game. Uh, he did not have the impact that he has had so far this season. Uh, now, look, there's times when Saquon is so good. You know, I think the Ravens tried to take him out of the game and were not able to do that, but they, mm-hmm. the Seahawks were able to do that. Daniel Jones, I mean, the weapons that that guy has to throw to. What weapons? Uh, I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> what I mean, what he has. Uh, so he was not – I mean, I think they had 225 total yards yesterday. They gave up 14 points in the fourth quarter, and, oh, yeah, they had two huge turnovers. So mm-hmm. when you're the Giants and your margin for error is very slim, you're not going to win that game. You just have to hope that that – I'll say this. No, I don't think anybody really crushes the Giants for losing yesterday. Mm-hmm. Don't lose the next two weeks. No. That, that, was, your, that was your – that was your – the one gimme. That was your one mulligan you get. You cannot lose yeah. to the Texans. You cannot lose to the Lions. Both those no. games are at home. Yep. You are better than both those teams by yes. a pretty significant margin. Go out and win both those games, and nobody will really hold the Seahawks' loss against you. Daniel Jones, 17 of 31, 176 yards, five sacks, six carries for 20 yards, a long of six, a QBR, Gordon, of 24.2. Here's Daniel Jones on the tough day. 
Well, I mean, I think that's part of playing at this level, playing in the, in the NFL, that, you know, defenses are good, teams are good. Seattle deserves a lot of credit. They're a good defense and a good team, and they played better than us today. So we'll look to, to sure to see how we can clean up some things and, and improve. But, you know, that's the way it works in this league. Everyone's good. So uh, you got to bring, bring your A game every week. Uh, bye week's coming up right about time, eh, Daniel? I think we've done some things well, you know, found a way to win some games. But like we've said, there's a lot still out there for us. I think today shows that a little bit. Uh, there's a lot we need to improve on and, and sure up if we want to continue to to be the team that we think we can be. So that's where our focus is. We're happy we've been able to, to pull out some of these games. And, and uh, six and two is not, not bad, but there's a lot, a lot of work to do. No, six and two is not bad, Gordon. And, and listen, they played well. They've surprised a bunch of folks. And I... One of the callers asked this earlier on the trade deadline. What did they do? Did they try to get a receiver? They they, I, I think they to. almost have to. I mean, you they can't. I mean, you you cannot allow a playoff spot to slip away from. Now, look, maybe they're able to make. I mean, they have the Texans, the Lions, the Commanders twice. Uh, Got the, the Colts. Eagles twice too. Yeah, they do have the Eagles twice. But look, if you that handle your business up. against the 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 Texans, the Lions. Uh, the commanders a couple of times, you're already sitting at what, nine wins? Yeah. So, I mean, no, no, you'd be at 10 wins, right? They're six and two, yeah, right? So that right. would be yeah. four games. Yep. So let's say you mess up one of those games. That's nine wins. Nine wins this year in the NFC very well might get you into the playoffs. Just might. Here's the schedule real quick, Gordon. Bye week coming up. Home for Houston, home for Detroit. Thanksgiving Day, of course, in Dallas. Uh, home for the commanders, home for Philly. At the Commanders, I'm at December 18th. At Minnesota, home for Indy, and they finish the season in Philly. Well, don't let it come down to that last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is that Philly may have nothing to play for. Yeah, they might, but you know, it's, you can't risk it. Yeah, don't risk it. Yeah, you. And look, I, I think that if the Giants were able, and I get it, I'm not saying give up a first round pick or a second round pick, but if you can go out and and get. I don't know, just for a name that's out there, Jerry Judy. Uh-huh. For a third round, you already got an extra third round pick. You got to do that. I mean, I'm not saying you have to go out and, and break the bank, but and I know they don't have much money to, to operate with as it is, but I think you kind of owe it to this group, given with what they've done. It's almost like you're saying, you know what, we don't care about you. Mm-hmm. Right, like you, you, We've asked you guys to go out there and fight hard and, and play hard and win games, and you've done that. And we're not going to add anything to this team before the trade deadline when it we it's clear we have an area of glaring need. It just feels like that's um, that's kind of letting down the group that you have for some promise of down the road. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Brian Dayball, he's done a nice job. We're here with ES to say next. You're listening to ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.